So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. So I have my birth chart tattooed on my right forearm. And in Korean, it says, trust your story. Or at least I think that's what it says, because I can't read Korean. It could say something like, I'm an idiot. I have no idea. No, it says, trust your story. Anyway, the birth chart was done by Millie. And she is someone I met years ago. And I met her when she was just starting in her astrology and coaching career. And today she is just a rock star. She's an astrologer, a researcher, a teacher. And she's come to recognize that there are intuitive gifts within all of us. And the understanding of those gifts can help us align with our soul's purpose. And by sharing astrology through a practical lens, and this is what I love about Millie is it like me that she brings things to street level. Millie teaches her clients how to um, use astrology as a tool for self-discovery. And additionally, she provides guidance through astrological consultations, classes, and coaching. And currently, she works with coaching one-on-one clients. Um, She also does group settings, retreats, and she's a co-host of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's episode with Millie. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to November. Welcome to Single on Purpose. My name is Mildred Murillo. I go by Millie. I am an astrologer and spiritual coach. Um, You're going to be hearing from me uh, the first Sunday of every month. I'm going to give you a little bit of energetic astrological insight into the month ahead, as well as give you a few dates that I think lend themselves for great dates uh, important conversations, um, what dates to kind of steer away from. Remember, astrology is a tool for self-awareness. Astrology is a tool that gives us an insight as to the um, energy that's available for us, but it's not the end-all be-all. You are still your own best oracle. You are still your own intuitive being, and you get to use that built-in Uh, GPS system to make the decisions that you feel are the most aligned with you. Okay, so let's talk about November a little bit. November is a big month. And when I say big, especially in relationships, we begin November with Scorpio season. Big deal. Big deal, right? Because Scorpio in the Zodiac, yes, it's known as the sign of intensity, as the sign of sex, as if no other sign thinks about sex, only Scorpio. Um, it is those things. Scorpio, when it's it's described as um, a sign that is intense, there, what it's really seeking is profundity. It's you have to remember that Scorpio is the sign that comes after the sign of Libra, and so Libra 
is the sign of relationships. And Libra is the sign that tries to find the middle ground for whomever it's in, who whomever is involved. Uh, Libra is this is the sign of the mediator, right? Okay, so let's say that all goes well in the sign of Libra. There's a middle ground. Both uh, people are, they don't necessarily see eye to eye. They don't necessarily agree on everything, which is the dark side of Libra, by the way. Trying everyone to agree or simply agreeing with the other person uh, to keep things at an, at, at an even keel. But let's say that all things are at an even keel and it is from a healthy space. Come Scorpio. Scorpio wants to know, okay, what's behind or beneath that even keel? What happens to this even keel when we actually fight? What happens when we leave, um, you know, the manners behind and get behind closed doors? Scorpio is a sign that tells us a lot about the kind of sex that we like to have, the kind of intimacy that we want to have with someone. And so it's really interesting because what we have going on right now is also eclipse season. So for those of you who are familiar with my work and for those of you who are in my classes, in my groups, you've heard me talk a lot about eclipse season. For those of you that are not, I'll give you a very short, short recap. Uh, eclipse seasons are times of great changes, great endings, and great new beginnings. Eclipse season tends to be the time of year, and we usually have two eclipse seasons a year, sometimes three, very rare, um, in which we have significant changes in relationships. So you see a lot of breakups. You see a lot of people coming together to start a serious relationship. You see a lot of uh, marriages um, beginning or ending. You So you see the, these shifts of very all or nothing when it comes to relationships. And that's any eclipse season. But now we're talking about an eclipse season, which represents all of those things, all of those themes, in addition to Scorpio energy. So let's elaborate a little bit more on Scorpio energy. Scorpio is the energy of definitely wanting to commit. Scorpio energy, it's interesting because what I've noticed with Scorpio energy is one of their greatest desires is to be fully seen, fully understood, fully held, but that's also their greatest fear, right? And this isn't to, to generally describe every single Scorpio that you've ever met, but it is for, it is the energy, right? You want to be mindful that when I'm describing energy, I'm describing the, the energy of the sign, not necessarily the individual, Okay. And so for anyone with strong Scorpio energy in their chart, not just their sun sign, their ascendant, their moon, their Venus, their Mars, Venus and Mars being the cosmic lovers of the Zodiac, this can represent that, that essence of, I want to feel like I'm fully enthralled with you. And then at the same time, what does it mean if I am fully enthralled with you? <laughs> what does it mean to go there with you? But that's what I really want. So it can feel like, like a back and forth. This eclipse season is bringing all of that to the surface. And we begin the month 
with a very significant event, which is the full moon in Taurus of November 8th. So a full moon eclipse, a full moon eclipse, full moons in general, whether they're eclipses or not, tend to bring to the surface uh, something that has been brewing beneath for some time. Eclipses are that times three, right? So every time that we have a full moon eclipse, it's it's the full moon times three. So there's a lot of emotion that's going to be felt this month. A lot of things coming to the surface about what we truly want in relationship, what we can no longer tolerate in a certain relationship. Topics and themes like, why am I fantasizing about this other person when I'm having sex with my partner? Why am I desiring to potentially be in an open relationship if I'm so happy being in this relationship? Why? Um, the question of why, this question of why, we want to remember that I like to think of Scorpio as the depth psychologist detective of the Zodiac. So this question of why is not going to be enough. Oh, because we had a fight. Oh, because, you know, they are, you know, it's not going to be enough to name someone attachment style. The, the labels and the titles that come with those things are not going to be enough. We're going to want to understand deeply and profoundly why. And so on the one hand, this month lends itself to learn a lot about yourself and another. It, it lends itself to learn about how intimate can you really be with someone else? And what does that even mean to you? Um, it lends itself to also ask the question of how intimate are my partner and I, assuming that you know you are in a relationship. And if not, if not, because this is the Single on Purpose podcast, what kind of intimacy do I want to experience with someone? And so this is something that perhaps you may have asked yourself before, but you want to bring yourself to present moment because another thing that has happened throughout this year is that what we value, how we value ourselves, what we give our time, energy, and effort to, all of those things have shifted drastically. Those have transformed within themselves. So if, though, if our value system shifts, transforms, then inevitably what we're looking for in a relationship is also going to shift. It's also going to transform. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, especially if you are actively dating in the month of November. Look, Scorpio season will lend itself for some hot, steamy times, okay? There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But what you're really going to be brought back to is the question of what do I really want at this moment in time? And I think that what tends to happen sometimes if we're single and dating is that we can carry a list, right? Of, well, this is the list that I want. This is what I want someone to fulfill. This is, they need to be this tall. They need to have this job. They need to make this much money. They need to be in, you know, all of these things. Ask yourself now, have those changed? Do they still feel true to you? Um, and if they do, great. And if they don't, 
And chances are that some of those things on that list, if you even want to have a list at all at this point, a lot of those things have changed because you've changed. And I invite you to think about how this year has brought you out of your comfort zone in your own life as an individual and what that teaches you about simply being human, right? A lot of times we forget or don't give others the benefit of the doubt. We don't give others mm, wiggle room to be human, to be human beings who make mistakes, to be human beings who are still making up their minds. Now, this there's a fine line, right? Because what we don't want is to entertain something that's just wasting our time. But I think that there are a lot of guidelines nowadays, uh, rigid guidelines of what we should and shouldn't expect in a relationship. But essentially, being in a relationship or even dating is going to evolve in itself because essentially we're learning about ourselves as much as we are, we're learning about the other person. And November is a month to really think about that. A, a November is a month of updating. So you know how you update your phones every once in a while, your phone needs updating to, to you know, for the apps, whatever Apple did for the apps to, to be able to align or, uh, yeah, I guess align is the best word that I can come up with right now. Uh, with what the software is doing right now. Well, we are updating right now. We're bringing ourselves to the present moment. It's almost like a recalibration. And that will inevitably affect what we want in relationship or what we thought we wanted in a relationship, okay? So I give you that small um, intro and just so that you can have an overview of what the month of November is going to feel like for the most part. Now, I will say that as of hmm, as of November, let's see, as of November 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, as of that week, the energy is going to shift. We're going to go from Scorpio season into Sagittarius season. Sagittarius energy tends to be a lot more lively. It's fire energy, not water energy. It's not that we're not going to want to be profound and deep. It's just that we're going to need a break. Okay. And so Sagittarius energy brings the party. Sagittarius energy brings much lighter energy. It's a lot more fun. And um, Sagittarius energy reminds us to look at things from a, from a, broader perspective, to remember the big picture. One of the things, remember, I described Scorpio energy as the detective and the depth psychologist of the Zodiac, right? So there can tend to be this fixation with the little things or the one thing, and I have to know, and I have to know now. Believe me, with eclipses, you will know now. Um, and then the months to come, it'll be to acclimate what you found out in November, whatever that means to you, whatever, however that lands with you, especially in relationship. But Sagittarius, it's like, all right, let's take a step back, okay? We found the thing out. We, we, got, we, we got what we wanted. How do we now use this to help us expand, to help us grow? Sagittarius is the sign of expansion. Sagittarius is the philosopher of the Zodiac. It is the... It is the energy of that student-teacher dynamic of the Zodiac. And essentially, Sagittarius reminds us that we are perpetual students of life. And if we are perpetual students of life, then we're inevitably going to also be perpetual students in relationships. So it reminds us to keep an open mind, to not 
to not fixate so much and to allow another to be who they are. Um, and that as long as the situation you find yourself in aligns with your values, then you always have that to come back to, right? Sagittarius is also the sign of freedom. And that doesn't mean that Sagittarius energy or, or someone with a lot of Sagittarius energy can't be in a committed relationship. It's just that it reminds us of the gift of freedom in a committed relationship, in a committed interaction. So that's, that's also something to keep in mind, okay? All right, so I want to give you a few dates um, to keep in mind, okay? So November 10th, I think November 10th is a great day for first dates because you're able to keep things light, right? You don't, you want to be mindful with Scorpio energy that you're going in too hard too soon. <laughs> um, so November 10th, we have Mercury, the planet of communication, and Scorpio creating a harsh aspect to Saturn in Aquarius. What does that mean? What does that mean in English? It's that we can, there can be a tendency to come off a little too strong. We want to know a little too much, and that can feel like a lot of pressure, okay? Now, why do I like this date? Because what's also happening on that date is that Venus, the planet of love, the planet of relationships in Scorpio is creating a much more favorable trine to Neptune and Pisces. Again, translation in English, this actually lends itself for romance. This actually does lend itself to have deeper conversations, perhaps profound conversations, but not so much where you're expecting an answer from someone of where this is going, right? And look, clearly, if you're doing, you know, if you're listening to something like this, chances are that you're someone who is doing work on yourself, you know how to pace yourself, you know, not, you know, you know to take your time and you probably know the, the advantage and the gift that it is to take your time. What this, what this date lends itself for is to have, to figure out like what the other person is really about, to go in with, a, with curiosity uh, Venus and Scorpio, remember the detective of the Zodiac. You can ask profound questions. You can ask what things mean to them. What the, you know, you can ask what they value in life, but not necessarily put pressure on, oh, well, this aligns with you and this aligns with me. Well, this must mean something. Okay. So be mindful of that. November 10th is, is a good date for that. Another great date is November 12th. We have Mercury, the planet of communication in Scorpio. So we're very, very curious. Um, and this is a connection again to Neptune and Pisces. Neptune and Pisces is energy of creativity, is energy, is spiritual energy. It's also energy of forgiveness. So let's say that you are in a relationship or you are in a situationship November 12th is a really great date to have a conversation that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll fully forgive someone if that's what's happened, if, if there's a need for that. But it does lend itself to have a much softer conversation where both people are much more willing to, um, to open up to one another 
to, to speak their hearts, to really speak the truth, Scorpio energy, Neptune and Pisces lends itself to this understanding, okay, this is a human being who's clearly on their own path. And how do I accept that? How do I have compassion for that? So to me, November 12th is much more about having certain conversations with someone who's already in your life. And you want to ask, you know, the where is this? Where are we? Or what does this mean? Type of type of question, type of energy. November 13th. Um, November 13th, Venus in Scorpio, sextile Pluto in Capricorn. This is also great first day energy. And the reason for this is that I love this connection to Pluto and Capricorn. So Venus, the planet of relationship and Scorpio, we desire, we desire something deeply. Perhaps we desire a relationship very deeply, but the connection to Pluto and Capricorn is I am standing, standing grounded and empowered in knowing what I have been through, what I have worked on, what my value is. Um, and that is the space from which I am approaching dating, from which I am speaking to you. Again, this isn't about if I go out from this space and, and I feel very confident and I feel sure of myself that that's going to necessarily be reciprocated or that I can expect that the other person's going to behave in the same way. Not at all. But, it, but how you're presenting yourself with this energy, so, so, so supportive. Okay. November 14th. I know that these are uh, dates that are one right after the other, but they just, the cosmos just happened to give us that. November 14th is a really great day, is a really great day for weather. And I know that it's a Monday, so that's kind of weird. So look, you can set up dates for whenever you want. So it's just Mercury in Scorpio, Sextile Pluto in Capricorn, Sun in Scorpio, Trineptune in Pisces. This is like really honest, flowy energy. This is Again, Pluto and Capricorn is the grounded energy that reminds us of this is who I am. This is the transformation that I've been through. This is how I honor it. Mercury and Scorpio, we're asked, we're 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 curious. We're asking profound questions, um, but we're also looking through the lens of our own again profundity. If there is anything that Scorpio means to me, especially this month, especially with eclipses, is we're looking for something profound. Okay. Um, so November 14th is really great for that. November 15th, also a beautiful day to connect with someone. This is also, this to me is more energy of like celebration. Venus connection to Jupiter, the planet of expansion, the planet of optimism, Scorpio and Pisces are uh, romantic energies. So if you are in a relationship, you want to set this as your date night, for instance, really beautiful romantic energy. If you're not, if you're just dating, great energy for a first date. Keep it light. Keep it light. Venus and Scorpio. Yes, you want to be curious, but just allow yourself to have a good time. Allow yourself to have a romantic time. This aspect to me screams romance. And it also screams great sex. So just putting it out there. Um, let's see. I'm going through some dates here. Okay. Finally, 
We'll leave the Scorpio energy behind and we'll fast forward a little bit to Sagittarius energy. And that's later in the month. So um, November 20th is a great day. November 20th to me doesn't scream so much romance as it does having a really good time, like having a fun time. So this November 20th can be a day in which you plan like an actual activity, something to do. If, if you want to, you know, not just have dinner, but if you want to go and do something active, really great energy for that. So November 20th is great for that. November 21st, oh, I think that's another month. November 21st is such a good day. It's also a Monday. Look, I'll give it to you. It's great energy. November 21st, we have Mercury, the planet of communication, Venus, the planet of relationships together in Sagittarius. This to me just screams a lot of laughter, a lot of humor, hilarity, um, just so much fun. Also in Sagittarius, this can be a great time to have conversations about the bigger things, you know, uh, those very philosophical types of, of conversations. Um, but that Sagittarius fire energy really lends itself to keep things light. Once we get past that November 17th, look, you can be as profound as you want all the time, right? If that feels honest to you, but the energy will shift. We'll go from Scorpio to Sagittarius energy. Sagittarius energy is not that it's shallow. It's just that it wants to give us a break from all of that Scorpio energy. Okay. So just keep that in mind. The energy really shifts from, from that, um, from that November 17th date. Okay. Um, finally, finally, another great date, interestingly enough, is Thanksgiving. Look, depending on where you live, depending on what you do that day, um, the moon, which is our emotional satellite, which represents how we feel emotionally nurtured, um, is coming together with Venus, the planet of relationships. So I know it's Thanksgiving, so most of us will probably be with our family. Probably going to be a really, a really good time. If for some reason you're someone who doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, if for some reason you're in another part of the world and that's not Thanksgiving for you, that's a really great day also to go out. This is great first date energy as well. Very good first date energy. Um, you're getting to know one another. You're um, Sagittarius energy, what I would suggest is really doing something upbeat, um, also lends itself for something, um, to do something physical, like going for a hike or going to do an activity, not so much of just going and watching a movie per se. Right. Um, yeah, really great energy for that. So this is what I'm going to be doing, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. This is what I'm going to be doing the first Sunday of every month, just giving you a rough summary of what the month ahead looks like, some really good dates in order to have certain conversations or dates. Um, but also what I would love to start doing is that if anyone wants to um, get a mini reading from me on the podcast, I can do a mini reading and we can look at your love language, at your relationship um, at how you relate, at how you assert yourself in a relationship, what you like in sex. So all of those things can be seen from someone's astrological natal chart. 
And if you are interested, I invite you to hit me up at info at astroconsciousness.com or DM me on Instagram at astro underscore consciousness. Uh, let me know. Again, it's a mini reading. It's not a full on reading and we can, we can do it on the podcast and we can discuss certain things. All right. My pleasure to be here with all of you. I hope this is helpful. I hope you enjoy it as the um, podcast evolves, as the episodes evolve. I'm going to bring on more goodies and, and be of the best of service that I can be. Until next time, much love to you all. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hey there, Angry. My name's Will Eagle, and this is my singlehood story, or some things that I've seen. Um, I was in a relationship for five years, uh, between 20, or, uh, 2015, and it ended January 2020, on our five-year <laughs> anniversary, actually. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff went down, but after the breakup, very shortly after I noticed how bad of a situation it was, one of the first things I noticed was how good I felt being away from her, um, or how I didn't have to try so hard to function or to like be at a good level of just feeling okay. Um, so that struck me. Um, after spending time from this person or the distance allowed me to see the picture of what was going on and how not good it was. But the moment I want to share came maybe a year and a half after the breakup a year and a half later of going to therapy and journaling and sitting with uncomfortable emotions and looking at myself and what I want, finding out what I want, what that looks like. And uh, I'm a musician. Drums are my shit. I love playing drums. I just get this fire in my chest. And uh, so I had a moment I live with a couple of roommates now, have my own room. Um, and I went out maybe at midnight to go drum uh, on my electronic kit <laughs> so I don't bother anybody. Um, I went out, had a great session. I was on it. Uh, I played really well. I felt really good. 
and I killed it. It felt amazing. And for whatever reason, as I was coming back into my room, I had the thought, or I imagined uh, my partner in my room and just how good I felt after doing what I love and doing it well. Um, I was fired up. I felt great. And I thought back to that relationship where I felt like I couldn't do the things I loved because it was without them. And that means that I didn't want to be with them and I didn't care about them. And so having that moment of coming back to my room, imagining I'm coming back to my partner, fired up, feeling great and ready to spread that or ready to bring that back to the relationship. I thought, if somebody really loved me, why would they not want me to do that? They, and I mean, I would need to be that person for them too, which I think I was looking back. (laughs) But now I know, like, I need to find someone I don't need to. I would like to find someone that allows me that freedom to do what I love so I can bring that that feeling back to the relationship for both of us and share that with them. And they do that on their own. They share that with me. And we just have this amazing thing together. Um... Yeah, that moment really struck me. And now I still have those moments where I attach and obsess and all of that stuff. I'm still working on it. (laughs) But now I know that's what I want. I want the freedom to do the things I love so I can share that with my person. And that's a valuable lesson or a valuable thing to know about what I want because then I don't have to settle. I don't have to get what I get. I can know, like, whatever I get, is this what I want versus just taking it because it's there. But, yeah, that really struck me. And I'm excited for that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the content. Um, I really appreciate you have helped set me on a path. And I, (laughs) whether you know it or not, you have been an amazing guide for me to look inside and figure out what's going on. And I really appreciate that. So keep doing what you're doing. And I will keep doing (laughs) what I'm doing. Um... Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day.